spidey senses tingling. Hello. Hello, Lucky Slim Howlet. <laughs> Paper Keg 23? 22? 3. 3? 23. Sure about that? It's so huge, I don't even know what number it is. <laughs> Just Paper Keg this week. Uh, this is the Paper Keg podcast where we talk about the industry news. Uh, we go through what we're reading. Um, we have a book club this week. It's Battle Chasers. <sighs> and then we read your letters to close out the show. It's been called the greatest podcast of all time. By whom? May Everyone I've ever met ever. <laughs> uh, Certainly not. My mom likes it. Alan Moore does not like it. That was the black host of the show, Mark Farrington, DC historian. Not for long. What up, podcast listeners? Um, also, to my direct front is he's a writer. He is working with Brad Heitmeyer, former cover artist, uh, always friend. Uh, Jonesy, thank you for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for coming to the podcast loft. <laughs> and this is officially Paper Keg 23. That's what I said. 22. Are we um, sure now? Maybe it's time for a reboot if we can't even, we don't even know what's happening. Hold on, I have my, uh, I have my intern right here. This is 22. Paper cake <laughs> wow. 22. All right, paper cake 22. Uh, and I am slim. Although I don't like referring to myself like that. You know? You can't, can't, can't refer to yourself as your nickname, I don't think. I think it's a rule. What do you refer to yourself as in your head? Uh, awesome. Playboy. God ravishing, God of humility. He's the guy that when he has like a dream, he always has like eight pack abs. I saw a video. He just got done working out. I saw a video on the Tumblr of a guy that had ab implants. They have those? Yes. They have ab, or they have implants for everything now. They have calf implants. Let's get in. Let's get into the news right now. Yeah, could we? Uh, Enough about ab implants. You know, Baltimore Comic Con was last week. You know, we did a show where we just didn't talk about it. We wanted to, wanted it to simmer, and I wanted to marinate. Right, Mark? We kind of had to. Otherwise, it'd be an hour of me just talking about Stanley. Right. In fact, I don't even think we should talk about you meeting Stanley. But I, we're going to anyway. <laughs> I don't think we should. Um, so the fans want to hear. Guys. In short, you know, I was there. As you know, I, I work for Comicsology now. Disclaimer: My opinions do not reflect the company of Comicsology. You were there. I saw you in line for like four hours. Yep. It was easy to spot me because I was in multiple lines to meet Stan. But I got the people watch along the way. You were hanging out with a guy that I thought you knew, but he was just some random dude. I was like talking to him and you when I saw you in line. That's the thing about fanboys. They either complain too dang much or they jump in everybody else's conversation. I, th- I could have sworn you guys were like childhood friends. I he- kept looking at him as if like I should acknowledge this guy. Although, funny story, the guy in security... As I was standing in line to meet Stan Lee, that is funny. He listened to the show. Get that no, out of he here. does not. I swear to you, you're making that up. He so saw my little press pass name tag. He's like Mark Farrington. Why does that sound familiar? Ran through high school, ran through college. I'm like, do you listen to podcasts? Yeah. You listen to Paper Cake? Yeah. That's silly. 
That's silliness. Why didn't you tell me that the, on the weekend? Yeah, really? Why'd you? Why'd you? I was there now? in person. Did you make the story up? Well, you were on Comicsology work, and you were too busy insulting me about God knows what. <laughs> so I figured I'd save it for the listeners, <laughs> just to spite us. But nevertheless, uh, that's interesting. So, how was meeting uh, Stanley? It was fun. It was brief. It was everything I thought it would be. You didn't get the high school picture with him. No, I didn't. That was so awkward and forced. How much was that? Is that like fifty bucks? That was ninety-five dollars for picture and autograph. Are you kidding me? No, ninety-five dollars. Ninety-five. He's got to make the monies. Gen Z. He's like a millionaire many times over. He's got to be. Lines were coiled around the place, Jones. So how much do you think he made that day? Ooh, good lord! Hundred dollars a pop. What do you think? A thousand visitors? Easily. Hands down. So that's a hundred grand right there. They had to break it up into hour by hour. He would do an hour of signing and then an hour of photos. Hour signing, hour of photos. I don't know how he does it. He was there until the end of the Harvey Awards. That was wow. like 11 o'clock at night, 1130. You know what, though? Credit to him. I mean, he's 89 years old, and he always had a smile on his face. Like He's spry. I, he's spry. I, I, think I would, would have a smile on my face if I made half a million dollars just for <laughs> signing my name on photographs I in think, a single day. I think he could beat us all in a foot race. I'll be honest. There were so many layers of security between the fans and him. It was crazy. And what was their average age? It ranged. You had a couple little kids, and then you had people old enough to be our, our parents. Wow. It was a good weekend. Very good. Yeah. Met a lot of creators. I mm-hmm. got to meet my favorite creator, Mark Wade. Jeff Johns? Nope. Mark Wade. I uh, tweeted something to Mandy Boo regarding how gorgeous Mark Wade's girlfriend is. and Mark Wade has gorgeous hair, I might oh, add. God, is that not dreamy? He, I would compare him to a blonde George Costanza. You know, just picture it. Maybe a little taller. Um, not annoying in any way, as George is. And he doesn't. He doesn't drape himself in velour. Did you watch Seinfeld? Yes. That's surprising. Did you like oh, because I'm white. No. Is that what you're going to say? No. Is this where you go into your joke about how there's no white people on Seinfeld? I want to hear your joke, all right? Just knock it off. No white people on Seinfeld. There you go. See, I just ruined it. I ruined him right there. Do you guys want me to go? (laughs) Let's get into the news. Uh, Justice League is dropping this week. Uh, We're going to talk about it next week. So just hold on to your tidy whities They did reveal the first villain that the Justice League will fight, and that's Darkseid. It's a big Eh. send-off from... Previous Justice League history. He's Showing like he's like the apocalypse of DC, right? Is that a, is that yeah. is that a fair assumption? I would agree. He's the he's the Thanos of DC. Ugh, Thanos the worst. Everybody needs that Let's cosmic bad there. guy. Um. So yeah, I saw the preview. Uh, it was okay. You know, the, the art looks fantastic by the Jim Lee. Um. But uh, in the news, they announced that Earth Two and the JSA. To the applause of maybe 10,000 nerds, uh, it's coming back, the JSA. They couldn't have done it without it. Proving what's old is new again. Part of the reason they did Crisis of Infinite Earths to streamline continuity and history was to get rid of Earth 2. Good. Now it's back. Again. Uh, Why? I'm not going to read Earth 2. A lot of fans... Myself included, want the JSA back. The JSA was the World War II heroes of the DC. I bet that everybody who cheered for JSA was the exact number of people who read it, and they were all in that room. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I would. Uh, I made myself laugh. Yeah, you always do. <laughs> um, I don't uh, see the point of the JSA. I, I mean, they, it sounds like 
because they had to wait to announce it, it sounds like the the fanboys won. You know, oh, JSA is coming back. But I wonder if this was just in the works anyway, and they just didn't want to announce it and confuse potential new readers. Well, that's what James Robinson said, the guy who's going to be writing it, that this has been in the works the whole time. They were just ironing out the details. Yeah, but that's a very Dan DiDeo thing to do is have Dan DiDeo was be to have something in the works and just say it was because the fans demanded it. Right. But you know what, though? That's one of the things I like more about Marvel than DC. I personally don't care for Joe Quesada, but he will make a change and he'll say, just stick with it, trust it, you'll like it. Spider-Man um, One More Day versus DC who will react to the fans' reaction and change their plans midway through. Uh, what was that? I don't know if I all the way What was the Spider-Man, uh, the one where they told the story of... One Moment in Time. Oh, God. Omit. Yeah. What a horrendous book. That was yes, terrible. Yes, it was. We, I think we did it for the old comics podcast. What we? a bad send-off for Joe Quesada. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I, just killed, bad. I just killed the show. Yeah, but you know what? Even Jake, uh, Joe Q was uh, like even when the negative reaction came out he's like listen that's a spider-man story i want to tell so just shove it right back up your a that's true now you gotta you gotta give it to the guy for sticking to his guns well that's how one more or one more day not one more day brand new day excuse me that's how they actually managed to salvage that i forgot that steve mcniven drew the first through couple issues of brand new day i forgot he could draw Good Lord. Oh, what is up your I for, ass? I forgot. <laughs> Old Man Logan? He's that drawn, was brilliant. Uh, he's drawn Captain America now. Is that him on Captain America? Yeah, yeah. it's Brubaker. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is McNiven. I might wait. Easy, bro. I think it might be time for Ed Brubaker to hand over to another writer for Captain America. That's getting just my bored, opinion. Getting bored of it already? writing Captain America for decades. Tw- it feels like, like 20 years like since I got out of grade school, at least. Right? Mark, right is, Mark is like on LSD. I don't I'm know what trying, he's doing. I'm trying to do the math here. I think he's been writing this since like 05. Um, Mark, we're doing this podcast. That's a mic in your hand. The, you got to snap out of it, buddy. The weird born thing with the mic in my uh, that reminded me of is Fear Itself is branching off into like point issues. After seven, there's going to be a 7.1 and a 7.2 uh, and a point three, And he's writing like Captain America's grieving of Bucky, I guess. It's like the wrap up of... His emotions with Bucky coming back and dying and all that, all that good stuff. Am I the only one that refuses to believe Bucky's dead? He's not. He can't be. He's a cyborg human amalgam. You know, you just gotta accept it. It's over for him. Except in Captain America, he'll Bucky, be back. The flashback book. Probably. He'll be back. I, Mark uh, my words. Put I it read. On the wiki. I read the Captain America and Bucky, but and it reminded me of when we read the first trade. Or the first two trades of Captain America. Every Captain America book has a G-damn flashback. Yeah. Why can't there be a Captain America book without flashbacks? He's it, the man out of time. Who I mean. cares? You know, it's been done by Brubaker. Give me something <laughs> new. Get Nick Spencer or some other hot young stud on there. That's like reading a Wolverine story and not having a flashback. There's Wolverine stories without flashbacks. That. Most of them have flashbacks. Plen- plenty of no. one going on right now doesn't have flashbacks. Yet. <laughs> I disagree, sir. Um, bottom line, if your Captain America book in 2011 has a flashback, you're doing it wrong. Okay? Let's count how many flashbacks they have in 2012. All right. And from now on. Deal. No, actually, it's going to be flashback heavy because Brubaker's doing it. So we lose already. It's over. Let's move on. Uh, Dead Man. Who loves Dead Man? 
Crickets. Show of hands. Crickets. Show of hands, anybody? Dead Man is coming to the C-dub. It could work. It's a hip channel. Yeah, hang on. So Dead Man is going to be a high school kid. Sure. And he's going to die uh, because some bullies are going to kill him. Then he's going to come back with these Dead Man powers. Are you making a joke? No, no. I'm, I'm just pitching it uh, in my uh, head. Uh, the CW is a hot channel. Mark, I'm not sure if you're aware or not. I might have heard that once or twice. Vampire Diaries, bro. It's big, with, it's big with the little girls. You know who loves Vampire Diaries? Super fan Beth Corto. First, first mention in a while on the show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Disclaimer. Uh, sorry, Beth Corto. I am no longer. I'm banned from saying Colombian on the show. <laughs> uh, just Dave, who has made himself president of the uh, Paper Keg Committee, has mm-hmm. uh, refuted so, rights for me to say hi to fans. Super fan Beth Corto is just that. She's a super fan. I was going to actually contact her. This evening to come to your apartment to do, to fill in for Dale. Oh yeah, that would have been nice. Which uh, actually we should address. Thirteen minutes in, Dale, podcast bad boy. R.I.P. What happened? It's over for Dale. Again, he, uh, you know Hurricane Irene I happened. Might have heard uh, there's about some it. damage in his home. His podcast bad boy estate is in rumbles and crumbles. So we'll see him maybe next month. I'm not sure. Way to bring the podcast down, bro. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. We all wish him well. Yes, we do. I don't know yeah. if he'll ever be back. So, Dust off that mic for Just Dave. Maybe Just Dave. Maybe we'll, we'll do a round robin. We'll get Super Fan in here. You know, she wants to do Buffy as her... Uh, I don't know, Jonesy is, is mouthing something, <laughs> but he's not mouthing at all. He's just opening his mouth and then closing it really quick. <laughs> yeah, he's not coming back. Dale's not coming back. Nope. You're messing with me right now. Jonesy just found out that at Dale underscore A is not coming back. He's he just he just realized he's not here right he's now. Not like, taking it well. I thought he just was just taking a couple episodes off. No, that's it. Uh, so yeah, Superfan wants to do Buffy. Uh, if anyone is interested in that, uh, you can contact us and see if we can make it happen. Uh, one final piece of news. Um, we, we're all big digital comics fans. You know, we talked about before the show if we should talk about it now since I'm a paid employee of the Comixology. But we're all heavy digital users, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we owe it to the listeners because I would have brought it up if I wasn't uh, an employee. The 3.0 app has just dropped. Have you used it, Jonesy? I love it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Well, no, I didn't get it, but I downloaded the update probably that evening when I got home from work. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me tell you, the my just the My Comics uh, redo is enough to make it for me. But uh, I'll tell you what, being able to um, get comics by genre now, mm. and uh, also it's much faster. Super you guys fast. notice that? It's, it's like, like, it's on an illegal drug. That's how fast it is. It's, it it it's flows without any stoppage or gaps or anything. I know that's uh, what you're talking background about. Background downloading? Forget about mm-hmm. it right now. Mm-hmm. Stop taking my feedback. <laughs> I just like the layout a lot more. I like the suggestions based off the books you read in I just like how it's hard to describe, but I guess it would be the my comic section, the my collection, mm-hmm. where it would have one icon that represents everything the that series. you wanted. Right? Yeah. yeah, a lot of people want. Um, well, not a lot of people. The feedback. Some people want to be able to customize that, like put in like a flash. They want to make like a flash uh, long box and put all their flash books in there, or like a civil war and put all the civil war books in there. Uh, um, there was other one other point. Oh, I like um, story arcs. 
Have you noticed if you go under My Comics and you can hit the sorting yeah. and it goes to story arcs? You can do that in the store so you can see like Civil War and a list every Civil War book or Inferno. It's it's pretty cool if you want to collect um, the storylines and not just like search for yourself, which is kind of a pain in the ass all over the place in other apps. Yeah, it's just a uh, Comicsology three to Comicsology two point whatever is like analogous to like having comicsology and then my life before comicsology i was thinking like windows 95 and windows xp we didn't even have a 2.0 we went from 1.7 1.7.5 right to 3.0 it's how big it was did you yeah little known fact inside info so bottom line i love it Uh, i read um what did i just pick up um the homeland directive from top shelf what's that We'll get into it. Maybe we should get into it right now. We'll get into the comics. Okay. Why don't you start? You never start off the books. I uh, might have started last week, but I could do it again. Why don't you? Um, let's start off. I'm going to shock you. Do it. Right now. I'm going to shock your pants off. Spider Island. Part one. Eh. Umberto Ramos. <sighs> Go. Umberto was born... To draw Spider-Man. Oh, that's not what I was no. going to say. I <laughs> thought I was going to say, like, an S-word. I was going to say boobs. Oh, well, that that is also a plus. Um, I picked this up, you know, after... You know, it's getting S on. It's getting s on by, I think, Mandy Boo. Why? It's, it's actually pretty good. Um, she's not digging the main story, but she's loving the side arc. The tie-ins? Yeah, the tie-ins. Let me guess, she's loving the Spider-Girl arc? Is it because she's a girl, Jen? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I just like... whip my head back and forth, too. You better believe it. Uh, this is part just one. Just kidding, Manny Boo. You know, don't blast me on the New Twitter. New York has gained spider powers. Um, so now there's random criminals running around in like uh, pseudo-Spider-Man costumes wreaking havoc. I like it. Um, have you read it? I did. Oh, okay. And it's all part of the plan of... What is the main villain? He just looks like a... The Jackal. The Miles Jackal, Warren. That's right. So, and then this is happening in New York. Spider-Man's girlfriend has gained spider powers. And, you know, we talked about this last Carly. week or two weeks ago. Um, so he goes to join the fight, and the superheroes that are fighting don't even know it's really him because there's so many of them. I know. Um, it's a fun, fun little, fun little event. It's a romp. It is a, it's a fun little romp. Yeah. Mark, uh, he doesn't look happy. I like when Every- they don't know Spidey Spidey and then the, uh, the thing knocks him out. Mm-hmm. It was pretty funny. Every time I see the Jackal, I think flashback to Clone Saga. So it's hard for me to get excited about it. He is a very unbelievable character. I mean, think about it. The Clone Saga killed me like most 90s fans. I like the little moments that they're building up towards, like Mary Jane and the supporting cast having spider powers. Mm. So they'll get the experience of being Peter that he's had all of this time and it's kind of ruined their lives. And mm-hmm. just wait until Jameson gets powers. How cool is that going to be? Awesome, awesome. Whatever happened to the Scarlet Spider? One of the criminals was actually no. dressed like him in the background. Did you notice that? No, I don't there's know. A, there's a teaser. I think it's for... No, he's right, actually. There's a teaser coming. I think it's for the 616, uh, where it's the Scarlet Spider hoodie that's on fire. Oh. So I don't know if he's like coming back or Ben Riley's doing something. Yeah, they say that the Scarlet Spider's coming back, but to answer your question, at the end of the Clone Saga in, like, 96, um, 
Norman Osborn impaled Ben Riley the same way that Norman was impaled with his Goblin Collider. Mm, okay. I have that. And have then that. he uh, turned into dust, showing that Ben Riley was the clone the whole time. Yeah, that was a J.R.J.R. book. Yes, it was. I think it was Spider-Man 70, Peter Parker Spider-Man 75 or something like that. Great book. I it mean, art-wise. It was a good book. The whole thing is silly when you think about it. But yeah, didn't uh, Bendis do a Clone Saga in Ultimate Spider-Man? He did, uh, but that was actually pretty good. What was the storyline of that? The storyline behind that was uh, Doctor Octopus had been contracted not by Shield but by some other government agency, and he started creating Spider Clones. So they started showing up. Mm. So it was self-contained. And as a side note for Peter Parker, one of the clones actually aged to be an adult who looked just like the Peter Parker from Six One Six Universe. So he came back to Peter's life, said, hey, Peter, I'm your father, whatever. And you learn throughout the course of the arc that Peter's being cloned. Uh, that's when Aunt May finds out he's Spider-Man. Not going to lie, I tuned out. I uh, I don't even know what you just said. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Mark, what are you reading right now? Papercake.com, check it out. I read a lot of DC since it's DC shocking. is... I'm going to review an image book next. <laughs> What did you read from the DC I'm going to drop the damn mic. <laughs> F it. I'm bringing out profanity. Oh, God. Help no, us. we can't afford that explicit tag. Help us and save us. Finishing up DC since everything is about to be canceled or ended. Hey, hey, you're not going to be a DC historian anymore. I know. I'm going to be rudderless. Yeah. You're only going to be the history teacher that doesn't have to teach nothing, bro. Back in my day. He's going to be a substitute history teacher. Do we want to hear the book or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, then. All right, then. Apologize. Action Comics number 904. (laughs) The end of the longest running serial comic series. Yeah. It was horrible. Don't read it. Oh. Really? Poor poor Paul Cornell. They couldn't even uh, muster something up for the last issue? Paul Cornell was great in it. Paul Cornell's run on action has been phenomenal. The thing of it is, I just don't care. He's battling a squad of doomsdays for something. And every time I try to defend DC and say, no, there's no need for the new number ones, I start reading their stuff and I'm bored to tears. Me, the guy who's passionate about DC. Mm. So maybe the change yeah, isn't such I a don't bad know, Mark. thing. You, you don't like issues, but you'll still be able to reference them and tell us why they were important like a year later. Yeah. Is this, is, is this falling to my theory of uh, when a writer gets in the title, they just have their one big story that they've been thinking about for years and then, and then they just have to come up with one on the fly afterward? Yes, it does. It's like the Mark Millar uh, get on and then get off. Cornell did the uh, the Lex Luthor yeah. arc. I love that arc. The Lex Luthor arc was great, and I feel like this arc would have been good in the middle of a run. Like, okay, as long as this isn't a swan song, I'll be fine with it. Right. But then it's, oh, yeah, by the way, that issue, the one where he fights all those doomsdays, that's going to be your last one. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Ouch. I would have actually turned up my dial if I knew that was how I was going to Turned up out. the dial. What does that mean? He would, have taken, he would have taken Made it, it up better. a notch. Oh, oh. He would have put right. out a better quality of work. <laughs> Did that make it easier? Oh, God. I'll end it right now. Um, so Paul Cornell is moving on to Stormwatch. Can't wait for that, by the way. Um, what else? Anything? Um, is he on Super... No, that's Scott Liddell. Some historian over here. Jesus. Hey, I'm um, going in as a freshman like everybody else. <laughs> You're found the first class. Yeah, well, I got time. Um, Paul Cornell, who's doing the Jonah Hex in Gotham? I don't know, but I'll find it out, though. Jesus. 
Wait a minute. What kind of podcast we're running Jonah here? Hex? Is that the... I'll get the intern on Western it. title? It's uh, an old, like old-timey Gotham. Jonah Hex is... Uh, you just pursed your lips. I just said two <laughs> sentences about it, and you already turned off to it. Um, yeah, yeah. While, much. while Mark is getting the intern to look that up, let's move on to the most famous writer in this room, Jonesy. What are you reading? Daredevil issue two. Mm. Mark Wade, mm. your boy, Farrington. He's the man. Uh, issue two picks up on the uh, issue one cliffhanger. You know, Mark Wade, he's a smart guy. I'll tell you what, Captain America, capitalizing on Captain America being so hot. He has a uh, Cap guest star on the in the cliffhanger of issue one. Oh, so, really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, they yeah. are capitalizing. That was interesting. I didn't even know that. Yeah, but I liked it. Usually, I'd be you know smug about it. Yeah, you were uh, No, not when it comes to Daredevil. I love everything that what ever happened. What was the happens. cliffhanger at the end of issue one? Uh, he uh, was spying on his next, you know, clue he's, target he's, he's going to get. Yeah, well, not spying, I guess. Blind uh, spying? I, maybe. Blind. He's blind. And uh, out of nowhere comes the cap shield going for his head. What? To be continued. What? So we pick up. On that continuation. Was Cap, like, trying to kill someone near the Daredevil? No, no, no. Cap says, uh, yo, dude, when you were, you know, bad and you had that whole crappy uh, event book last summer, you did some damage to the city of New York. A lot of people lost their lives. You need to answer for it. Did Captain America call him bro? Yeah. Hmm. And then he slapped him. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, they have, you know, uh, uh, a nice little Mark Wade action sequence. Um, was it like the action sequence in the movie in the in the playground with Elektra? No, Dear no, God, that no. was. Please, let's never discuss that oh, again. Sorry. But um, no, you, you, t- you derailed. I me. apologize. You pulled a me, and you totally derailed me. One of the great lines in that scene, <laughs> that uh, the fight scene between Cap and Daredevil talks about Cap's heartbeat. That and when he says, "Wait a minute, you threw your shield at me." Yeah, I just had to see if it was really you. That was a test. Like, yeah, he, that was a good line. He chucked his shield at Daredevil. To test him, that's inappropriate. Like, Cap, you're not yeah. always right. What if that was? What if that wasn't Matt? Actually, he is always right. No, that's Batman. Mark, that's Batman. That's true. Bruce is always right. So, so, so who did the art in this one? Was it Marcos Martin or no, Paolo Rivera? Paolo Rivero, Rivera. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so the book uh, continues on. Uh, basically, they settle co- the confrontation by saying, you know, even you, Steve, have turned evil at some point. You had to give me some slack while I'm still, you know. Getting back on my Did feet. Did he bring up that he was Cap Wolf for a while? Uh, no, because he that should was have. awful. Should have been, listen, bro, you were Cap Wolf. <laughs> uh, continuing on. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Mark uh, Wade turns that off and then goes right back into the fast-paced uh, Daredevil detective story, um, which ends on another kind of cliffhanger. Daredevil tracks down uh, this crime syndicate you know, he's trying to defend somebody here. In the previous issue, he got, he got thrown out of a court case. Of course, as Daredevil, he's still working to free the guy and make, you know, declare him innocent. And he gets kidnapped by these uh, phasing robots. They phase through walls and phase through floors. Phobots? Yeah, they're phase bots. I would call, I would call them faux bots. Faux bots? Yeah. They might have actually named them, but I forget what they named uh. But, uh, yeah, so he gets captured at the end of... Uh, this issue, and uh, I'm in suspense for issue three. Hmm. 
Mark Wade, home run hitter. Mark Wade. Right. Have we ever said anything bad about Mark Wade's writing on this show? Mark Wade um, is your favorite writer's favorite writer. I know. I've heard you say that before. Tell me I'm wrong. I think our next wiki event should be Mark Lines. That, <laughs> that, that could be like movie poster quotes. I'll take that. Um, but yeah, I, no, I think the only thing I ever said was Irredeemable needs the end. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> think any of us are reading Incorruptible. No, I'm is that not. what it's called? No, Irredeemable you're talking about. No, there's, he does too. He yeah, does. The, the Incorruptible is the Irredeemable side story. Right. But that's that's still saying. by Mark Wade, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody reads that. No, I, I mean, don't. on the show. It's weird to see Matt Murdock smile and like actually have positive things happen to him. And you know his wife isn't dead yet. Yeah, right. Let's move on. Are we to in lightning round mode yet? Oh. The lightning round. <laughs> Severed. Number one. Okay. By internet darling Scott Snyder. Okay. I love Scott Snyder. And Scott. I would whisper Nineteen twelve. Something very strange is happening at this time of the year. Read it and be afraid. Mark, what are uh, your choices for the lightning round today? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Published by IDW. Oh Lord, I'd probably buy that. It's Kevin Eastman. I mean, is that that's your first sentence? The hell it is. <laughs> <laughs> the hell it is. <laughs> Relaunch of a popular franchise from our childhood. Intriguing and entertaining to see three out of four turtles, and you're left wondering what happened to the fourth. Which is who? Who's the first? I'm gonna turtle? guess it's Raph. I'm gonna say Michelangelo. Final, final guesses, guys. Mm-hmm. Raph. Donatello. Raph. Raph. Thank you. Oh, he's the loose cannon. It's a little of too Raph. He, of course, he's going off. He's always getting upset at everything. Man, yeah. secret of the use. Remember that? Yeah. Ninja, ninja, Raph. It's Raph. <laughs> a little too Raph. <laughs> Jonesy, you're up. Lightning round. Superman Beyond Issue Zero. That's not a sentence. That's just me saying the title. Mm-hmm. Two sentences is the rule, folks. Brought me back to the glory days of Batman Beyond episodes The Call, parts one and two. Excellent storytelling. Definitely worth your dollars. <laughs> the best part, I think, of the lightning round is just seeing people construct their next sentence <laughs> in their head. Oh, That's God. why it's so popular. Another fantastic addition to the lightning round. We're going into the book club right now. A lot of people are requesting this book in our inbox. Um, Joe Madurera rose to fame with Uncanny X-Men. You know, I used to read Uncanny via subscription in the mail. And that's where wow. I used to get, read it's my... It's like 1991? Mm-hmm. Around, uh, around that era. 94. All right. Um, with the Phalanx Covenant? Eh, Operation Zero that. Tolerance? That was after, I think. Yeah, um, it was. Big snafu in my house. Those were my comics, and my brother opened the Polybag subscription of Uncanny X-Men. It was not good. Are you still speaking to... Uh... We just started speaking again. Wow. 
So Joe Maggerera, you know, he went over to the Image cliffhanger imprint, and he did Battle Chasers with his buddies. When was this book published? Jesus. This was published back in 2000 and, no, 98 through 2001. I didn't think we'd have an answer. That's why. Wow. Nine issues in two years? Oh, yeah. It was like six months in between some, I think. Because the art was so good? Judging by the time. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> judging by the time frame, it looks like he left X-Men to do this book. Correct. Wow. And it sick. went through, it went to Image, and then it went to DC when Wildstorm got purchased. And then it went over to Image again, if I remember correctly. So this is kind of like his. It's like I don't know, I'm trying to think of how best to explain the story. It's it takes place in a, and I guess you could say a fictional universe. You know, kind I, of I would steam, hope so. Kind of like a steampunk esque universe. Um, who wants to give a description for this book? Anybody? Because I don't. Ow. <laughs> Tell that's me how the, I really feel. That's the problem. Mark, uh, I'll take a shot at it if you... Please do, because I hated it. All right. Good. Uh, wow. <laughs> Strong words. Battle Chasers uh, takes some classic fantasy tropes, such as the old wizard, the oil robot, the young girl hero with mysterious powers, uh, the old disgruntled hero with the big sword... And it kind of weaves a tale of um, deception and political intrigue, and there's an evil king, and you know that the problem with Battle Chasers is it takes nine issues to tell one of the most convoluted stories I've ever had to read. Very for this confusing. Show. Very, there is so much being thrown at you over the course of nine issues. Um, that I didn't know what the hell was happening. Yeah, it was tough. I, I actually started to read this book yesterday for the show. Bear in mind, I had 14 hours of waking time in my PJs. My wife is away, but I was, and, and I read like an issue in an hour. I couldn't, like, I would put it down and walk away from it. That's to, how to frustrating it, it was. In. Yeah. I wonder if this book was easier to digest on its six to eight month release schedule. <laughs> You know, like you get one issue and you you just sit with it for like a month and a half, two months on average. And that's that's what I think. I think us reading it in one sitting is what soured the book on us. Mm-hmm. I think if you were to pick up this book fresh on a rack with ignorance towards the issue before it, you'd enjoy it. Because each book contain or each issue contains, you know, like a little self-contained adventure story that Really, if you didn't read the issue before, you wouldn't really be lost as to what's happening because the the writer doesn't really make it a point to connect the issues very well anyhow. See, I had the exact opposite problem. Like you, I read it yesterday, and I found that I was just blazing through the, the issues and the pages because there was, to me, very little in the way of depth. Every page I turned and every issue I read seemed like it had a contrived plot device. The little girl who's father bequeathed her this magical artifact and now the bad guys are trying to get it the powerful swordsman whose wife died and now he's disgruntled i mean there were nine issues but you could uh spread those out across 18 issues probably of what he tried to fit in there was a lot of like moments pass where like conversations were had off screen to kind of catch up a character which is really weird i noticed um there was a lot of awesome splash pages 
I will I, say that. I will put it this way. Uh, put I don't know what I'm saying right now. I'm so disgruntled. <laughs> uh, the art in the book is very reminiscent of the late 90s, early 2000s anime boom in which a lot of Western artists were trying to recreate that large-eyed style. So while this isn't really an anime book, you can definitely see anime inspiration in some of the character models. Like I thought the character of Red Monica was very very heavily inspired by like an anime-type heroine. Uh, I thought that um, the war golem. Mm-hmm. Was, Calibretto? Uh, yeah, Bretto or Calibretto was like very inspired by that like Japanese like super robot. What's the Brad Bird movie uh, with the big robot and the little kid? Iron Giant. Yeah. Love that movie. Reminded me of that. With a little kid and the big giant robot. <laughs> <laughs> we know the plot, but thanks. Um, so it sounds like none of us were really feeling the story. No. How do we feel about Joe Mad's art? I I liked it. You know, he had it was. I love Joe Mad's art. Uh, I didn't. I never. I read the first like two issues of his Ultimate stuff. Was that your boy or was that Jeff Loeb? I think it was Jeff Loeb. That was Jeff Loeb. Um, and you know, now that I think about it, like his his Spider Man thing is getting promoted a lot. The Spider-Man and or the Avenging Spider-Man is that what it's called or Spider-Man and his Avenging Friends? Spider-Man, I think the Avenging Spider-Man. I'll find um, out. So Joe Mad is doing that with Zeb Wells. Uh, Zeb Wells, love, love that guy. Zeb Wells, um, and that's being like promoted as like Joe Mad's back. And then like I forgot like he was back a couple years ago with the Ultimates, and I guess we're just all forgetting that. What issues did he do on the Ultimates? He did the Ultimates. What would have been three. What would have been three. It was when Captain America was like in disguise as Black Panther, I think. And that's when Scarlet Witch got killed because the tag phrase for the whole series was "Who killed the Scarlet Witch?" I think I, I don't think I read that. It was really um, you didn't his miss art, anything. His art, the coloring on the book, I think, was a little weird. It made it darker and almost painted. I think it was very hmm. strange. Um, I mean, it wasn't very good. Back. I thought in this book that the colors and the um, the the art was very clean, mm-hmm. and the action was very well um, broken down. Mm-hmm. I thought the breakdowns are great. I mean, this could basically be an artist guide to to drawing. I thought it was very masterfully done. But <laughs> it's I very just big backhanded compliment. That's yeah. what that was. <laughs> what was the deal with the king? Like they allude to the king and Garrison's relationship, but. They never tell you anything. I know. Like why? Why we're supposed to kind of trust the king, but we're also to kind of mistrust, like not trust the king. Yeah, because the robot says that uh, he helped the king win the war, but then the king was like, "No more robots." Right, and he kind of looks devilish in a few scenes, but no, it's no explanations given. Probably one of those plot threads that would have been expanded upon had it gone past nine issues. Yeah, did the book get canceled by Image? No, I just, think they just he never. Just, he never got around to finishing it. He left for like the video game industry. He pulled a Kevin Smith on Daredevil target. That guy. Um, As far as Joe Mad's art is concerned, I mean, I agree with both of you guys. It was very clean. But having said that, I didn't care for it. Only because I find... That's one of the many reasons. (laughs) I find that Joe Mad is one of those artists where I prefer their earlier stuff. I like Mike Diodato's early stuff on Wonder Woman versus him now. I like John Romina's early stuff versus him now. And I like Joe Mad's X-Men stuff versus him now. It just felt like a more exaggerated version where I guess my eyes don't really care for that style. You can't throw a shoe in a comic book shop without hitting a Mike Diodato cover. 
on Marvel these days. No, you can't. He 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 draws a cover for everything. But in the mid '90s, I just preferred him more. It was a hell of a lot better. This is this was my suggestion, and it it backfired. Big. I don't think so. I, don't, I think it did. I, I think I'm. You know what? It's going to be one of those things where I'm glad I read it because it has such a cult following. Mm-hmm. So if I'm ever asked, you know, like, oh, have you ever read Battle Chaser? I'm like, yeah, I have. And, this, you know, these are my thoughts. Right. I you can't know? wait to get the fan mail on this show once people find out oh, we didn't yeah, care for Battle Chasers. People are going to be Chasers. so upset. They're going to be more mad than when Dale called little people terrible. Yeah, right. I, <laughs> I'd, uh, there was a guy on Twitter, Electric VO one on the Twitter. He said this book got him back into comics back in the day. That's what made me think of, I wonder what this was like, you know, issue by issue, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you're done with Cape Comics. And Is he you're coming a listener? In, uh, I believe so. Uh, Electric VO1, would you mind writing a letter into us uh, describing why you like this book? Maybe it'll help me a little bit. He know, did. Let me see. I think I, I asked him to expound, um, came across issue two at my college bookstore, but they didn't have one search for a comic book to find it. Uh, he said it was an instant addiction. Amazing art, absolutely gorgeous. Pity it was never finished. Yeah, I mean, I will agree with him on the art. The art is is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Battle chasers. Everybody, Mark, do you have any closing comments? Anything you want to add? No, I. You guys said it perfectly. I mean, glad I read Battle Chasers. I'll never read it again. Good Probably ahead. won't recommend it to anybody. It wasn't for me. You just <laughs> been on the score. How does that? Oh, that's for you, Dale. We miss you. Dale is here in spirit. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think it'll ever be finished. Uh, I hope. Well, obviously not, since he's doing Avenging Spider-Man. <laughs> the look on your face, like you had just dropped a saucer of milk on the kitchen, and you're looking up at your parents. All <laughs> uh, right, let's move on here. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. You write into this show, letters at paperkeg.com. We'll read it if we have time. Generally, we won't read it because your letters are stupid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Remarkably, Slim is the uh, only one out of all of us to never get hate mail. It's because everyone loves me, Mark. Uh, Prove me wrong, listeners. Delete it before we get anything else. <laughs> the scalped episode solidified my relationship with uh, the friends of the show. Prove me wrong, listeners. Somebody write a letter telling me why they don't like Slim. Actually, I love the fact that all of our letters are generally hate mail. <laughs> that really gets me coming back every week. <laughs> Jesse looks like he just wants to leave his own apartment right now. <laughs> Mark, did we get any letters this week before we close the show? We're running out of time. We got a few, actually. Yeah. This one's coming to us from Gordon saying, Dear guys, you should do something special for your 25th episode. May I suggest each host does a top three books of all time. Hmm. Love the show, and Just Dave is probably the best host out of all four. Uh, Out of all four? (laughs) 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 Apparently, uh, he's already replaced me. I like the uh, episode 25 idea. Big anniversary show. Yeah, three top three books all time. Each host. Oh man, I could I could name them right now. Save it. We all got right. three episodes. Sa- to save go it to. for the show. Save it for the twenty fifth show. Is that official? Is that what we're doing? I think we should. I think we should. Yeah, Dale will be back. Maybe. Hopefully? Question mark. Uh, is he still alive? 
Who knows? Or Just Dave. I mean, the reader wants Just Dave for the anniversary. Well, I, then I'll, I'll, I'll gladly step down for the 21st, <laughs> 25th not, anniversary you will not gladly of my own step show. Down. You'll just grit your teeth and go to your room and shut the door. <laughs> oh, God. What else we got Suck here? Suck it, Gordon. <laughs> We've got... This one's uncredited, saying, Boys, will you be talking about the Justice League number one and how lame Wonder Woman shorts are next week? Love the show, and I'll say some prayers for the podcast. Bad boy, it sounded like he drowned during the hurricane. Yeah, he did Twitter about it briefly. Who wrote that letter? Uncredited. Mm. Mm. We prefer to have names on the show. Yeah, I don't like names. You don't like names? No, they're terrible. (laughs) Why have names? (laughs) Yeah, next week we will be covering Justice League number one in depth. In depth, my friend. The depth will be in. Monday. It'll post. We'll be talking about uh, Wonder Woman's undies. Can't wait. The Wonder Draws. What a show. Huh? What a show. No, no more letters? That's it. No, no we we're running out of time. It's we quick. Got one more. Oh, okay. It's quick. All right. You ready for this one? I'm ready. From Harry F. F. Harry, by the way. Hmm. Mark, Kingdom Come sucks, and so do you. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> yes. You sure Mandy Boo didn't uh, write that in and sign it, <laughs> Harry F.? Yes, this is a real letter. You did uh, write an article with Mandy Boo about Kingdom Come. Made me never want to read Kingdom Come again. But you read it before. I did. I, Look good. Nothing's wrong with a. Uh, you know, Superman's ass, I love. I'm saying, right? Yeah, nothing's wrong with it. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's good. It's is this tough. the same guy who Battle Chasers brought him back to comics? No. Oh, come on. You leave that guy out of this. You know what? That was my bad. I should have. <laughs> uh, episode 22, a hit. Next week, Justice League. That's going to be a big show, guys. Number one. Big show. Rest in peace, DCU classic. Rest big in show. peace, DLA. Huh? We had a good run. Yeah. Now hiring for a new <laughs> podcast announcer? We will see. Because we're firing me. Everyone next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.